0: Welcome to the All That's Holy Blue
1: Collar podcast. Thought-provoking interviews with interesting guests and commentary on everything. Food, sports, God, gardening, church, politics, music, movies, comedy, you name it, we talk about it. I'm Cody Stopper. And this is Craig Morton. On this podcast, we talk to writers, teachers, activists, and we seek some wisdom, and as always, we are allergic to big words but not to big ideas. Profound things will be said but entirely by accident.
0: Not young anymore. I'm 40 now.
1: I think that's probably the first thing I came across the recording. I'm not uh, young anymore.
0: Yeah, that's not.
1: You know, it's crazy to think that you're 40 years old because that's how old I was when I moved to Idaho, which seems like it was a moment ago. Wow, I mean, it's <clears throat> it, these next these next uh, couple decades, Cody. They just go by,
0: flash by.
1: Uh-huh. Got, so, what one of the things I was thinking about is um, maybe some music to get you pumped up yeah i'm feeling low okay That's so funny. um i've got, got i've got three things keyed up here on youtube okay and i've been listening to these this morning i, I heard a couple of them uh, a couple days ago uh-huh. um and this one this one this hopefully this comes across nicely on the recording let's hear how it sounds sound Jesus. Strike and strike and strike and, strike and victory for any enemy that is aligned against you. Let there be that we will strike oh, the ground. Wow. I, so right. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of shouting I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I, sound of victory. I, sound of I, th- I think it's pretty awesome that you know. Sh- and I lo- I love that video clip because this of Paula White doing this prayer thing that that guy wandering around in the back like he's lost. <laughs> well, so
0: I don't know exactly what he's doing, but I think I've gathered what he's doing. Like he's doing the you know the whole surround the and he's, I think he's reading a
1: a, a it's prayer It's some, some or kind of prayer walk yeah, shielding yeah, her yeah, probably. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So that, So that he's making space for the angels from Africa.
0: <laughs> and oh, then dude. then then
1: there was then there was this one this one was really awesome um like okay. think... here south america angelic forces angelic reinforcement oh, You know, wow. I think it'd be kind of awesome if uh, even though I wouldn't really prefer it, but it'd be kind of uh, ironic if the angels from those S hole countries <laughs> right. were the ones to save Trump's presidency. Oh <laughs> boy. And then and then there was Could've... this one. Are you feeling a little more awake now? You're not so sleepy anymore? <laughs>
0: um uh, my, okay, this already looks funny. Uh I'll
1: back oh, up. Oh, is a this little the bit. laughing Th- th- this one has, yeah, this one has the laughing, um, oh, what's his name? Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Copeland, yeah. I
0: hear a sound of abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. Oh. Ain- 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 angels are being really
1: right ain- 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there are so many more so now don't you feel awake just like the those are invigorating (laughs) tunes just wow yeah that's funny oh you know i I posted on facebook just an honest question and i really didn't get much helpful feedback some of it was funny but it was like
0: you want me to go find it and answer i just wanted to
1: know what is she doing can you help me understand this You know, just because it's not a part of my tradition. Right. And I wasn't trying to poke fun at it, actually. I just, but I'm happy others did, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I know. No, I, uh, somebody, the whole praying
0: for angels from specific places, they, somebody on a comment talked about how it's like, that's a legitimate thing. They believe there's specific angels assigned to specific continents uh and mm-hmm. that uh, but uh, in this theology like there's a heavy <laughs> the, the like the really strong ones are in these countries of course that uh, white people might think need a, an extra battalion or so too of angels or something like that
1: so someplace that needs a little extra colonialism maybe or what mm-hmm. all right
0: yep yeah basically well because you know uh they're dark the dark it's from that uh, whole thinking of the dark continent you know right like where there's that uh you know which pagan you know pay that type of thing like the witchcraft. Right, so do, shouldn't
1: they keep their angels i mean yeah
0: that's well you know this is important donald trump this is this is it man there's a lot writing on this for them.
1: Uh, you know, that, that's a one of my favorite teachings on that topic comes from uh, Tim Mackey, and the the Bible Project. He talks about how in the beginning of the the story of Genesis, it describes how these different angels are assigned to different regions of the world, and you know, um, it's fascinating and it's interesting. Uh, and then you come up with it again in Daniel, where Daniel's prayers are getting beat back by the angel of Persia or whatever and right so you kind of get some of this um you know different angels or whatever spiritual beings having these domains of different regions mm-hmm. but it just seems you know, odd to call on them right from one spot to another it's like if I'm in leave Persia, I'll talk to the Persian angel I suppose <laughs> um, and now the other thing is. I'm not sure it has to do with theological geography I guess I don't know if there's a, a field called that but Africa's a continent and it's made up of many countries Yeah some are, some are uh lean towards Arabic and even Middle Eastern influence with you know Egypt and Libya and right you know and then you've got um, kind of that Mediterranean uh feel up there in the north uh west Coptic, and then you've got optic
0: Christianity.
1: Yeah That's and wonderful. then you've got South Africa, which is, you know um a, a, a real uh, mix culturally, you know. And mm-hmm. so it seems like Africa wouldn't have it would have Africa there wouldn't be African angels. There'd be right. Congolese angels, yeah, Zimbabwean angels and Egyptian angels. Yep. I don't know. In-
0: I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so I'm not sure how God divvies that up. Same with South America. Yeah, I mean,
0: I wonder how many people. Th- this is something I've been thinking about since this type of stuff has happened, been happening. You know, since Saturday or whatever. Um, I wonder how many people are leaving this type of thinking and school of thought. Like, or, like this is the breaking point for them. Like, okay, like, yeah, <laughs> I, this is. This is gone this is getting out of hand. I'm sure there's some who've gone deeper, but I've I gotta believe there's people who are like, okay, none of this has come true. And
1: so there you know, that's that's a whole level of of sadness and disappointment in some ways where you know some Mm -hmm. people who may experience this and go, This is the breaking point. Right. They don't that's what I've been thinking. I mean they don't they don't always become just a plain old baptist or go no, to the completely and He's i don't just, blame them yeah they're, they're gone you know right and and that's sad i know
0: um that's what i've been thinking about since i've seen these things yeah. like this with kenneth and well
1: Paul on the other right. hand though how many see this and go that's it that speaks my language uh, that's true i mean uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it all comes out in the wash and it's a one for one
0: yeah that right yeah, I will admit I've seen in the last like year, people who <clears throat> are uh, supporters of a specific person, who in the past never—I mean, I grew up with these some of these people, and they were not religious folk. You know, God no, paid no mind, no, never mind, right? But in the last year, it's all of a sudden like godly, like this godly, you know, Trump. The, and prayer in school and we're all for it now and blah, you know all these things and i'm like this has never been a value for you <laughs> before and now all yeah. of a sudden it's a weird you know and i've i know i recognize it's a lot of this you know civic religion of course it's easy to believe in that god if you're if that's you know what you've bought into so i don't of, know yeah,
1: that's yeah it makes it makes um I mean, I am so tired of the of my this impulse that I have when I hear people talk about the failings and the weakness and the disaster of the church and how it ties itself up with, you know, these um, kind of right wing, frightening, you know, ideological elements and um, all this stuff. And I, I so many times, uh, but now I just don't say it anymore. I, but I, it, what had been, well, but I'm not. You know right we're not that way you know, it's, it's not everybody of a, i know and it's it's almost <laughs> this feeling of carrying uh, the burden of being the apologist for the not crazy church I
0: know. <laughs> yeah i know
1: um and, and my hunch is that's the majority of the church is the not crazy oh
0: yeah oh oh yeah i mean specifically globally i mean yeah oh yeah <clears throat> and historically
1: <laughs> yeah i mean this is just yeah. a little slice of time uh, yeah so advent well hey, hey I, I wanted to share Whoa. two other things musically <laughs> oh okay okay good. yeah what, and it, it's not quite as um, weird but hey, it is okay. kind of cool okay so uh, when I go, go. running I, okay. you know, I, I, I I, use Napster for, for music and so that's fell around oh yeah well it used to be Rhapsody oh okay Rhapsody bought Napster and went with the Napster logo Ah. but um so i was listening to a brand new song while i was jogging called mortal by are you familiar with audrey assad yes Mm -hmm. i mean just a beautiful voice yeah and um so it's it's a it's a really just a beautiful song here it is Gentle way to get into my run, you know. But I have my my I have Rhapsody set up on random play, and so this song about mortality Uh, is followed up immediately by this. (laughs) Die, die, you zombie
0: bastards. (laughs)
1: those two were just so wonderfully Gosh. aligned Hilarious you know, Reflecting yeah. on the, the darkness and the difficulties and the grief of mortality and then die you zombie bastard was like such a great follow up So
0: Oh wow
1: I, Things like that uh, sometimes just make my day
0: Ugh, oh, it's good <laughs> Okay So hey, boy, wait, wait, Okay, before we start talking about Advent <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> yeah, we, we need a smoother segue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> so uh, one thing that I just thought about was we were having the conversation there about, you know, Paula White and Kenneth Copeland and people who maybe have gone now deeper into it because of that. Um, have you seen here lately this major move? For everyone to leave their social media and go to a more yeah par parlay in particular and me we is another one I've seen people jump into. Um, I bring that up because it's like that to me is a move further into you know like like I don't want to hear any other. I don't want to be a I don't want to be called out on my bullshit, right? And two, I I don't want to hear yours. So. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i thought it was I, it definitely is fascinating it, it makes me think of well i i was having this conversation with uh one of my philosophy students not too long ago talking about plato's cave mm. so yeah. plato's got this thing about the cave where they are chained in these seats their eyes are forced forward and all they see are shadows on the wall and they think that's all there is to the real world right and one of these prisoners is a is um is freed who goes outside and sees what's making the shadows on the wall, sees things as they really are, and you know, there's there's no way that person's going to go back into that cave, you know, now right. that they see what is real, right? And so, I don't know, have you seen the documentary uh uh Social Dilemma, The Social Dilemma?
0: No, no but I've heard a lot about it and the algorithms and how it's yeah, it's, it's, a, it's that...
1: amazing, and it makes this point about these algorithms that. Um, the way they, you know, they keep feeding you what you are interested in and what you like and the things that you don't notice or the things you don't like tend to just fade away. Right. But those mm-hmm. that other group that does like those things that you don't see, they keep getting that fed. And so you end up getting <laughs> right. these two alternative realities here. Oh. And, um, and, and in some ways, maybe in the best way, um, social media is like Plato's Cave where, yeah. I mean, I every once in a while need to go over to see what's on that other side of the, the things that I don't like or those mm-hmm. people that I don't listen to or partic- you know, talk with or whatever. I want to see a little bit of reality, I guess. Yeah. But when I know that social media is geared towards my proclivities, my habits and narrowing my world, it's like going back into the, sh- the shadows of the cave. That's I don't right. want to see the rest of this stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's like, I, yeah. uh, Plato is somewhere up in the harmony of the spheres, scratching his head. Like, wait, I
0: talked about this thousands of years ago. Uh, and so I like, yeah, I, I, I get the need or I get the uh, the uh, appeal to mm-hmm. another social media platform. But I think to me, it's even worse because it's under the guise of like, hey, we're we're just this place where anything goes, which which sounds kind of nice, right? When it comes to information. And yet, just from the get-go, its foundation is, it's still, it's a silo. So it's, it makes it seem even worse because now you're like, you're stuck in, like if you move there, you're thinking, I'm getting all the unfiltered real stuff, but you're really not.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody At feels like so they're far. getting, out, everybody feels like they're getting outside of the cave to see the real thing. Right. But the thing He's is, we, but if it's only your real thing and nobody else gets to see it yeah, um, yeah the, the, the great thing will be to see how MeWe or uh, Parlay how they handle their algorithms right. <laughs> they create their own divisions and new silos You're right
0: Yep, I did see um, the CEO Like by the way he's only like 27 years old or something 20, 27, 28 years old so he's set to He's set to be the next uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg. <laughs> sort of. But he um, he wrote in our, our he, there's an invitation because he's recognizing, yeah, we're right now. That's all we are. We're just the conservative folks who are taking their ball and going home, you know, basically. <clears throat> and uh, um, I he he says, I mean, he states it as a value. I don't want that to be, you know, what we are. Uh, and so he's offering. to any liberal influencer who can come over with 50,000, you know, somebody who on Facebook or Twitter has something somewhere around 50,000 or more followers. So 20,000 bucks to any liberal influencer.
1: So, you know, the one thing that's weird is like, and I don't know how this gets lost on people. Well, I know how it gets lost on people. People don't think, but, but, You know whether it's the whole idea of free speech is about things that are free like standing in a public space um it's not about it it, it's not about being on facebook which is owned by someone else it's their place that we are choosing to participate in same with twitter and instagram and any of these others there are limits to free speech based right. that that are legally allowable right um, i mean inciting you know, free, people to free violence. speech is really um it's hard to find places where you can do it right
0: <laughs> like legitimately yeah
1: yeah i mean it, it's well, got to be public in the public square uh, you have your opportunity to put your voice out there whether it's you know as a you know, as media, you, you can put your voice out there to the public square, but but you control who gets to speak on your thing. Um, and I don't know, it, it's, it's a free-for-all. Oh, you just went. I don't mute. know why I keep getting muted. Huh. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine, yeah. So I wonder what happens if I make you a co-host. Are you there? Oh, you went really quiet. Something's wrong would you what'd you do i'm glad we don't edit
0: There we go something's wrong with my headphones i think
1: okay i just made you a co-host so i don't know if that gives you any different controls i don't know no it's just something wrong anyway all right yeah so 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 do you know anybody who's gone to the um yes gone back into the cave <laughs> Yeah, several, several folks. Okay. Yep, I do. So, have, I, have a lot. so I, I I saw two things on, on Facebook. One was uh, somebody I know who had a Facebook post that said something like, oh, and you can now find me on Parlay. Right. <laughs> but that made me wonder, does Parlay have the cross-platform um, feature? So something updated there can be seen on other social media I was wondering
0: platforms. that, too. Because I know that Parlay has, um, has a Twitter profile. I think, pretty sure they have a Facebook page, okay, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. So there's probably—I bet there might be, or at least there's maybe a third party. Because that—that's that can... at
1: least some hope for continual interface, right? Yeah. Yep. The other post yep, yep, I, yep. I have seen by friends is a meme that says, uh, "I want to mark myself safe. I have not joined Parlay." <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes, I've seen that one. <sighs> mm. But actually, uh, maybe you haven't seen it yet. But one of the better posts I've seen was by. A...
1: You just a- went dead quiet. Not even your mouth okay. is moving, but no words are coming out. Can you hear me now? Yep.
0: OK, one of our past guests, Whitney Mustel, she made a great post about people leaving, jumping ship and going to. Parlay and other platforms.
1: Why don't Even you say before. what she said? Cause I, 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 okay. I saw that, but I have a bad memory cause I'm old.
0: <laughs> okay. Let me find it real quick. I'll read it. It's really good. Do, do, do. She said Tuesday thoughts, community in an echo chamber is sure to be the end of your growth. Instagram and Facebook for all of their faults continues to provide perspectives from every angle of nearly everything. I've been seeing a lot of of talk about folks moving to other social media platforms that allow them to hear and see only what they like, which is not inherently bad. But how will you build bridges with those who don't speak, act, and talk like you? How will you know the world fully? How will you be wholly informed? How will you grow? Being uncomfortable is hard, but it can create the greatest moments and the most authentic connection. And then she has an asterisk as if to say, uh, as a, maybe like a warning or, a, uh, what do they call that, an aside. This is not me saying you should stay or leave traditional social media. Just to note, to encourage diverse intake of thoughts and opinions, it's very possible to do this with no social media at all. There you go. That's
1: a, yeah, yeah, that's good. The, good uh, job, Whitney. So the, part of that is interesting. How did we mingle with other people previous to social media? Uh,
0: didn't how, happen. How did, how did we engage
1: in... <laughs> You know that kind of yeah, my stuff. cross.
0: Oh, wait, that's still social media.
1: Yeah, I mean, go back. I mean, Friendster. It, oh wait, that's. I mean, but but it took place in places like uh, athletic events, participating in sports, going bars. to theaters, bars. Um, what going going to college? Um, yeah, yep. I mean, but we we end up really. Um, I think this whole pandemic thing is really uh, forcing us in these silos that are really hard to break out of. It's yep. kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It it's just has a, like a multiplier effect.
0: Yes. Um, I think it's a, I think what I was thinking about yesterday was that it, essentially it has to be a conscious choice, right? Because that the algorithm is an unconscious choice. Somebody's making a choice for you. So you've got to decide because right now, yeah, we are limited on where we can go and interact and things like that. So you got to make a conscious choice to find a reasonable voice (laughs) that, that, that you disagree with, that you can still respect, you know, just just their reasonableness, you know, just their.
1: You know, I, I, I enjoy working from home. Uh, I've had, you know, home office for the most of 20 years. You know, except for about four years there when I was teaching at Brown Mac, he actually had to go to the office. Um, <clears throat> but for the most part, I, I worked from home, which really limits my interactions with others. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that um, the other day, uh, a couple of weeks ago, how I kind of miss having that requirement to get out of my space, to mingle with people who I may not agree with, but they are, um, you know, they're, they're well, they're, they're well-reasoned. They think, you know, critically, they have great conversations. They have different experiences and backgrounds and hmm. having that, you know, mingling and mix. Can um, we,
0: hey, why don't we do this right now real quick before we transition yeah. into heaven? let's list a couple uh, reasonable uh, opponents, quote unquote, that uh, you like to listen to and read or, that maybe people could look for and search out.
1: Uh, Oh, mine are like old school folks. Okay. Let's hear them. Uh, whatever, whenever I get to read something, uh, from George will. Yeah. See, that's the first name I thought George will. I enjoy, Um, uh, smart, thoughtful, uh, baseball and baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, um, yeah but he's he's like one of the first i thought about mm-hmm. but but i don't agree with him but i find well, him compelling yes same george um, will i used to be that same. way with david brooks i was gonna say david brooks yeah but i find myself or find him maybe both of us changing more and more to be cut you just your audio just went off again uh to be um Either he's moderated or I've gotten conservative, but somewhere that we've gotten closer. But he had a, he had like a spiritual awakening a few years ago. Where he um, kind of re, re, um, invigorated, you know, felt re- reinvigorated by his Jewish heritage and moved deeply mm-hmm. into the writings of the prophets. Yeah. You know? And I think that changed his tone a little bit too. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. But trying to think of somebody else. I really so don't
0: Who John. King? I,
1: I miss John McCain. Oh, John. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, he yeah. was. Um, but but I think a lot of people I know who are ideologically more conservative these days would find those people that I just mentioned as not conservative enough.
0: I know. Yep. I know. <laughs> That's the sad part right there. Yeah. Like,
1: well, what about you? Who are you? Martin?
0: So those names are good, but here's one that's actually he's, I never know, I have an inkling he might shade more towards uh, liberal, but but he's still a very, you know, open-minded, reasonable, gives thought to both sides, and that is uh, John Meacham.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, so that would be what a good o- offering, I think on the opposite of maybe David Brooks, like maybe it'd be, you know, George will. And here'd be John Meacham. Maybe that'd be
1: the great, a great book with John Meacham is he did it with uh, Tim McGraw on songs oh. of America. Oh, sweet. It was oh, incredible. Awesome. And what was good is the audio book included some musical pieces to it. Oh, that's cool. But it's a great history of, of America, American culture and the music that went along with it fascinating stuff but Very i think cool. historians tend to be that probably right. are they liberal or are they conservative i don't know i think historians kind of go that way
0: i like that yep yeah doris kern's good one's good one awesome. for that too but she's more just she's more of a historian i think she's probably weighed in politically on current stuff but it's I always heard uh, from her
1: recently but i mean she specializes in presidential politics yep um uh Bishloss, uh forgot his name, uh first name, but he's also uh, a presidential historian. Michael Bishloss. That, that sounds it? right. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. But cool. what, I, what I have not found easy to listen to, and it'd be great to find out if you know who who others might recommend is who are some of the ideological leaders of the present conservative world that should be listened to just to get an awareness of what's going on, on, on that side of things. Yeah. Um, you we know, I I, 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 it's easy to get like, you know, stuck in our own little silo and not really exactly. be aware
0: of those folks. Yep, exactly.
1: <sighs> All right. So, <laughs> yes. So we are going to talk about Advent. Let's do it. All right. How many minutes into this thing are we? I don't know. I don't either. I think my recording thing somewhere tells me how much how far we are. But
0: I guess we're forty minutes in.
1: That's my guess. All right. So we can tell uh, people, hey thirty-five. Thirty-five. If, 30, if you want 30, tips 30. on Advent, jump ahead. <laughs> But I think one of the difficulties, and I think it, your your perspective uh, and your experience is probably going to be really key compared to mine. You are on Zoom all the time. You have two congregations, you have multiple families, different schedules to maintain. Uh, chances are you, like many clergy, are burned out. Very much. And maybe for Advent, you'd like to fast from technology, but really that's not an option.
0: Oh, I would love it. <laughs> so,
1: so how do you approach? I mean, the Advent, Lent. I mean, Christmas, Easter. I mean, those those are like the big uh, formational opportunities um, in worship. You know, throughout the year, mm-hmm. we have Bible studies. We have you know different kind of support groups. Uh, you know, small groups. Um, but this is the one where everybody in the whole community. Infants to the aged goes through a spiritual uh, time of reflection, formation, study, worship, everything. It's all put into these really foundational seasons. Mm -hmm. How do you do that, Pastor? (sighs)
0: So we usually do, and this is something we're going to continue to do this year because this is something we can do you know, under the given circumstances, we usually do some kind of shared communal uh, devotional study together, you know, whether that be a a common book, or in the past, we've done um, still met, you know, still devotional, but like, uh, uh, art pieces or things that you could do at home, you know, and share together. So like, Mm -hmm. even just coloring pages, I know that sounds Kind of silly but uh, there's yeah. some there's some very cool reflective meditative coloring pages you know
1: i i think i think more adults should do coloring yes i agree
0: i should do more coloring
1: <laughs> yeah i i used to have i i it was an adult coloring book which just the name of it people go oh what's that uh, adult, adult coloring uh, book uh, it's, no, what? it's just a coloring book for grown-ups it it was, um, it was based on um, mythology, Greek mythology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, like, was kind of cool.
0: Yes. It, yeah. So along those lines, so we've done that where, you, you know, at home, you work on these sheets and maybe you bring them together at the next study. So we, we might do one. So we're still, as United Methodists in the Northwest, we're still strictly locked down. And right. uh, but I think we can do some small group stuff spread out uh for short term so we might that might be our first foray in this pandemic season into a uh um, an in-person gathering besides some meetings we've done so um,
1: you would you would see yourself doing that in person
0: yeah but spread out of course okay yeah yeah so small group five. you know we're talking like five people so it's still gonna be it'll be basically our our book study we're gonna do one group Online or through Zoom, and then mm-hmm. I think our other group's going to be small in person. So we'll okay. have, we'll have two offerings for people.
1: Um, so one of the podcasts that I think I mentioned to you is called Lit Liturgy.
0: Yeah, Lit Liturgy, yes.
1: Uh, and it's a it's a gr- it's a wonderful podcast. I really enjoy it. But I mean, they take on these worship themes and you know do some resourcing and conversation around it. And one of the things they were talking about, I think, was having a having churches take individual homes, and then, you know, that home's going to put something together, that family unit, because they can't mingle with others, and that'll be that week's devotional content. Oh, cool! And so you you can kind of pick and choose others to to lead, and then we all learn from that, or you know, hear that Ah. individual's experience. And I think they picked up one idea was also um, that. They were, I think they were talking about using O Come, O Come, Emanuel, where how it's impossible for everybody to sing together on Zoom, like right. the videos make it look so easy. Right. Uh, it rarely works. No. Uh, and so I think they're having like uh, one household sings an, one line one week and then does a little devotional. Next week, Ooh. somebody else does it. And you're building up all these videos. Ooh. You know, so that each, you know, but I think it'd be kind of cool for, you know, a, a couple, an individual, a family to, you know, sing a verse to an Advent uh-huh. song I like and that. build that up over the week. Mm, so part of I'm it good. is trying to figure out how to do it that, that shares the burden of, uh, of technology. It's like, right. okay, you're in charge of Zoom this week. <laughs> uh, that's a good idea.
0: But you like that. I, that is one thing, honestly, that I'm, Sorely lacking is more uh, other, more other, other people besides me leading uh, a lot of these things. So
1: yeah, and that's and I think that's one of the things that I that that struck me with what you know that suggestion was from liturgy, but also goes along with the reality that you've described as, I mean you 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 as a pastor. And, like, just about probably what 90% of the other pastors out there, you're doing this. It's you. Yeah. Um, I mean, what is it? Uh, 90, 85 to 90% of the churches across the United States are uh, like membership of less than 70. Yep. I mean, that's yep. where the bulk of it is. There's only yep. that small portion that has that multi staff, you know. Uh. Oh, let let so and so, our tech guru <laughs> guy, handle that, you know. Yeah, you you do know
0: I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so now it's, you know, it's really all on, on individual pastors to pull these things off. Right. Uh, so what's the easiest thing to do? Yes. For one of these most foundational of, of uh, <laughs> Christian you know formation seasons. Exactly. Yeah. Balance like, yeah, because so
0: we've been doing, and that's the other part, right? Like, because it's such a significant season, you want it to be different than whatever came before.
1: And yet, right. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So limited. so limited right now. Yeah. So, do, do you guys do a hanging of the greens service? Yeah. Right. We've done so, that. How, how are you doing it this time?
0: <laughs> Not even on the burner, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if here's what I, here's the idea that popped in my head, you know, we could just have somebody come in and do hang, I mean, obviously very limited very small not like we normally we normally do the whole deck out the whole sanctuary right. but like say decorate the altar
1: in greens and record that and then yeah. share that with people yeah well That's then, and then support. pick up on that theme what if what if the what if um what if you invited a number of people early on and said hey we're gonna uh decorate the, the front of the church that we have on our zoom meeting every week, you know, you see it. <laughs> yep. We're going to decorate it for Christmas. We're going to make it a special lessons and carols kind of a thing for Advent now. So you're not just watching me or whoever it is, decorate this table. We want you to, to do a video or do a zoom of you decorating your household.
0: Yeah. And then
1: read it. some of the, read some of the lessons and carols.
0: Yep, or even just send in pictures of your yeah. yeah, yeah, and then
1: and then um have somebody put these pieces together in a very uh, rusty, rugged, non-edited. <laughs> I love that stuff. Yeah, uh, rough form of here. This is this is what we are doing as a community. Mm, I like so, that. Uh, yeah, I've kind of wondered if there's a way to do the hanging of the greens yeah. in homes together. I love that. That'd be cool you know, it'd be interesting to do that early on with like four or five families or three or four families, whatever it takes and put that as a resource and say, Hey, whenever you're getting around to decorating your uh, home for Christmas, if you haven't done it already, you know, here's a, here's a video to, 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 to listen to, to watch or to to listen to the scriptures. I don't know.
0: That's cool. I like it. Good idea. But,
1: um, But yeah, that was just another thought. So how do we, how do we take the center off the pasture, take the center, take take the pasture out of the center, take the take the Ooh, sanctuary hot, out of the center. Hot dish. So I think, what was that?
0: Your your pop-up said uh, 23 <laughs> Thanksgiving hot dishes or something like that. Oh, okay. Like,
1: hot dish. I bet. Hot dish, you mean hot take. That's when when, I, when you say something around, it's a hot take. And it's like, what was that, a hot dish? A hot dish. <laughs> <laughs> So, but that's, um, you know, that's, that's some of the kind of stuff I was thinking. Speaking of, that's one of the reasons I found this one resource that uh, PCUSA has put out that is called Annunciations and Disruptions. Ooh. And it, it is, it's done as a style of uh, like a documentary, uh, Mm -hmm. short snippets of conversations around a few central themes and then it carries that out over four different uh, weeks of, of advent and there's oh, wow. a study guide with it too that follows you know certain uh, with uh, traditional advent scriptures not necessarily linked with the lectionary but still right. Advent themes and and it takes these uh, individual experiences uh, that are, are told to the documentarian and then asks us to, well, what does it mean for our own Christian formation? How what do we do with that? And so, in the the videos over the four weeks, they go back and forth over these stories. And one of the stories is about an Indonesian tsunami survivor. Ooh. One's about a survivor from a classroom uh, during the uh, Virginia Tech um, shooting. Oh wow! I, I think out of a classroom of seventeen, he was one of the seven survivors. And he had four gunshot wounds oh jeez uh, um, there's uh, uh stuff about Flint, Michigan mm. and the experiences and concerns they have for their children right you know, with lead poisoning, and then the pandemic of course and so you you take these themes and you revisit them through spiritual or through through biblical uh through a biblical lens. And yeah, you know, this is something that could be done in homes. This is be done with families. Kind of a you know, I don't know if your family's good at this. We were horrible at maintaining the rhythm of doing well, uh, yeah. family advent <laughs> candle lighting stuff at home. We're yep. horrible. Oh, because yeah. when our kids were small, where was I on a Sunday night? Oh, I was at church, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's right. like, oh, exactly. <laughs> um and and um, but it kind of takes the place of that in some ways and has this conversation. It'd be interesting to ask. You know, it could be a conversation that uh, that that could be shared with the congregation. What did Oof. you think when you read this? What did you think when you watched this? But it was, it was a really well produced uh, video, um, so I think that's that's something that I'm looking at. Going, I think I uh, I would love to see us work on that. That's cool. That's a good idea. My hunch is, uh, you know, denominational uh, offices come out with some really good stuff. Oh, I look yeah. at the the Mennonite Church has some resources they're okay um the mcus i mean the U- umc i'm guessing you guys have come out with some stuff yeah but what they're, what they're yeah. all catching on to is you've got to do this in a decentralized way yeah in lo- most likely in homes not even small groups no oh, yeah
0: in your homes in your in your family pod that's what we call them yep,
1: your pod yeah <laughs> we are becoming pod people we're pod, that's right? We're bad people. people. Uh, but I, yeah. So I think I think that's one of the things that I'm happy about. What I've seen come out of, of these denominational offices, and and the one from PCUSA appears to be without charge. Ooh, you know, send me a link. Yeah. So the link will be in the uh, in the podcast notes. But I I'm impressed by it. And they also that's had cool. a wonderful um, daily devotional that was. Um, based on um howard thurman's book Jesus oh, the Disinheriting.
0: yeah
1: i mean and if you i mean so so the opening of their um the website the 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 landing page for this particular part called i will light candles this christmas that's the resource Yeah, it has this uh poem from howard thurman i will light candles this christmas candles of joy despite all the sadness candles of hope where despair keeps watch, candles of courage for fears ever present, candles of peace for tempest-tossed days, candles of grace to ease heavy burdens, candles of love to inspire all my living, candles that will burn all year long. Ooh. And to, to take something like Jesus and the disinherited, which with the, I believe, fruitful conversation we're having around issues of racial justice, and to take somebody yep. like Howard Thurman especially, and put that into advent. It just oh. seems really wonderful joining together of ideas.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's good. So,
1: so Presbyterians are coming through, all right. I think that's all right.
0: Good job, PC USA. Yeah. Shout out to the PC to, to the PC police. Wait, wait, wait.
1: <laughs> the PC USA. My, <laughs> okay. my my new employers. Not really, but kind of. <laughs>
0: nice so so and, okay so you found something about uh, the celtic advent
1: yeah i think this is really crucial for any pastor any church that feels like they're yeah. like <laughs> pushing uphill that big old rock like oh no how we're we gonna get ready for advent by november 29th and the celts come along and say oh no no uh, it begins on november 15th <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry i like you Celts, but uh <laughs> yeah just kind of ties you in knots huh not this year. No, I'm just kidding. Celtic <gasps> actually, knot no, there we go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid not.
1: <laughs> oh, at least it's not a Gordian knot. We can do this one.
0: <laughs> no, actually, I do like the idea of the longer two extra weeks of Advent. <clears throat> um, I wonder how long have they been, well, Celtic, so gosh, since... Would it have been since St.
1: Patrick or Yeah,
0: in the six six hundreds or something?
1: They've been doing Advent in Ireland longer than we've been doing it here in North America.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still waiting. <laughs> and yeah,
1: yeah, they well, I think we all are, but yeah, they are oh. too. Yeah. <laughs> But so that, that I I do I why do you like making it longer? Why do you like adding two weeks to it? Well, I like um, for one, it, uh, to me, it seems like it
0: just reflects more of the actual uh, seasons of of where we are. Plus, okay. it's
1: just you know we give everything else like forty days.
0: <laughs> you know really? what I
1: mean? Doesn't it deserve like, forty days? Yeah. Yeah, come great. on. It'd be a much more awesome candy cal- calendar, you know? Right. Um, exactly. <laughs> 40 days of, yeah. And
0: then not only that, I'll, yeah, I'll, there's something nice about four weeks too, but it just seems so so quick.
1: Well, in some know- ways, it, it, it feels a little arbitrary to go with just four weeks. Yeah, exactly. I mean, why, why four? Whereas I can look at six weeks... And can think to a you know, with within some days of give and take, it's halfway between uh, the autumnal uh, equinox yep. and the winter solstice. Yeah, exactly. What did I mean, you, you you get about halfway, and you go, I'm going to start waiting for the light now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because
0: we so we've been in dark here because you know it gets really dark early here yeah. because of the time change so like at three thirty, the sun is setting here oh i know
1: it's it's, it's crazy <laughs> it, um i was out standing in the river fishing uh last week with a friend uh, we were out there and uh he, there were some clouds on the horizon on kind of the southwest horizon at three o'clock the sun got behind these clouds on the southwest horizon and the light did not come back yeah that's right. And it was just—it was dark. Um, yeah. It's like, wow, <laughs> am I living in Alaska? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what
0: it kind of feels like sometimes. But
1: so when that when that when that moment hits you, boy, it's getting dark. Yeah. Uh, then the Celts go, well, it's time to start Advent. That's, that's <laughs> because it's Advent. That's right. Exactly. Makes sense to me. Plus, it just builds a little more.
0: Um, I got, honestly, like I know this isn't the way it is, but it feels like. The church calendar, in this regard, has kind of caved to the uh, to the commercial calendar, or to the you know, like okay, so nope, nothing because here's Thanksgiving and then Black Friday, and now it's Christmas, you know. Oh yeah, right, right. You know. Whereas, if we kind of claim a little more ownership over this time and say, no, like we're starting to wait right now, and doesn't it feel that way anyway? Right, seasonally and just yeah, so.
1: So on lit liturgy, they called their uh, Advent resource uh, Corona Advent. Ah, just one ah. word. But I I do think this particular season with racial injustice, economic um, unease, an election that is not yet completely over. Exactly. I was thinking um, that, you know, and a pandemic.
0: Yeah. Waiting.
1: It's just these heavy themes that are so um, naturally connected to Advent longing. Yep.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So it it, it
1: is like the perfect year for Advent, except for the technology. So how do you do it? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, That's what it makes me want to do. Yeah. So uh, on on a personal note. Yes. Do you have a do you have a do you or your family have something that you do for Advent?
0: Yeah, so we have done we actually didn't do this last year, but have you heard of the um it's called the the uh oh, the little book is called the Donkey in the Living Room or something like that?
1: No, I okay.
0: So it's a cool little book where it's essentially a takeoff or spinoff on the uh, nativity deal. So that none of that's new, where you're adding new pieces, you know, as the thing goes on. But it's a really cool little book that um, it's more of a modern take, but still, you know, still deeply rooted into the whole point of the the crash or the nativity scene, and yeah, it just really builds on this waiting expectation okay we've seen this piece oh, what comes next you know this new piece next week that comes and this new piece and it's actually it's not weekly uh, i think you start it maybe it's like 15 days before or something so you put the donkey out and why is there a donkey in our living room you know kind of thing <laughs> yep even though but, yes i know there's no donkey in the story i know i know, I, I know.
1: Thanks, saint francis for his crush i mean that's all <laughs> exactly.
0: right exactly exactly so yes so we do that
1: yeah do you is there like a personal thing that you do
0: uh we used to do we haven't done this in a couple years maybe this year is the year we bring it back but we used to do a um christmas
1: light judging family contest oh okay so (laughs) we'd I think meant like light judging, like you're not too ugly today. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little light judgment today. No, so we'd go, you know, you go to the
0: big houses because there's always the ones in your area that always go out, you know, go all out and put up right. lights. So you go look at those and then we would come home and we kind of vote on them. And then we make a little certificate that you are the Stauffer family uh, selection or whatever. And we give it, we deliver it to that that house on some oh, that
1: is kind of cool
0: so i like yeah. that <laughs> so it's judgy that, but that's... in a
1: light way yeah <laughs> <I> like... right.
0: <laughs> so we do that and then uh you know but it's just a fun way to get out and about and then uh oh let's see what else do we do
1: hmm <sighs> No, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to give a plug for a book that I've owned since 1992. Okay, sweet. So there's a book by Wendy Wright called The Vigil. Okay. I and like this that. was given to me as a gift from a friend in, like, in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's, a, it's a beautiful, uh, reflective reading through advent christmas and epiphany oh sweet and probably out of the 30 years i've had this uh probably 20 of the, uh, 20 times i've gone through this book at least mm-hmm. and it is it's i do it kind of almost sentimentally yeah oh yeah i remember a couple of years i couldn't find it it's like oh no did i lose my 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 vigil book <laughs> and um but yeah, almost every year I sit down and, and, and read through that. And the other thing that we, we used to do when the kids were small is we had Christmas anthologies.
0: Ah. And,
1: so, and I don't know where those books have gone to now as the kids have gotten older, but you know, we just had these books of you know, Christmas around the world, uh, stories of Advent waiting um, that were oriented toward family reading or children. and a lot of them were short stories uh, a lot of poems and our 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 kids were like oh let's let's read an advent story tonight and it became part of the uh, bedtime ritual when they were small and then uh, as they got older it was every once in a while during advent or christmas they'd go hey where's that anthology book or where's that christmas or advent book can we just can we read something together and you know they're old enough to read on their own but it was like something they connected with a previous you know like it. uh warmth and of and, and joy of the season mm-hmm. so i you know though and we would just have them laying around the house we had two or three maybe four of these anthologies and they would just be laying around the house um, and that that was always that was always fun so some of these things it's like beginning to think of like oh i guess we got grandkids nearby maybe we should start doing that so i like it. do it this is all over again. Yep, <laughs> begin again. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's today's podcast for the most part. That's cool. I A lot like of Advent it. resources. So you want to talk about next week. Then. Some, uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe there'll be maybe, maybe maybe there'll be an election decided by next week.
0: <laughs> you mean <coughs> conceded what? to?
1: conceded to yeah that's right (laughs) I,
0: i do uh i do okay so we basically know the results right is there still a part of you though that's like you know this could still this could still go the other way
1: no no i don't think there's a part that says it could go the other way but there there are there's there's more than one way for this to go now, okay, the obvious that's... way is concession, transfer of power, all that kind of obvious stuff. That's one way. Okay. But the other ways are really amazing. Like, um, uh, is it uh, Patton Oswalt, the actor? Yeah. Do you ever keep up with his Twitter feed?
0: Mm-hmm, on occasion. haven't seen yeah. anything.
1: So he had, he had uh, a, a photo that was outside the White House grounds, and it looked like some kind of excavation or, you know, some kind of landscaping. Something was going on, and he, is, he suspected it was an escape tunnel. Um, oh oh, oh you know, man. Uh my thought was it might have been a SWAT entry also, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get in. Oh jeez. <laughs> it's like how many different ways could this go? That's yeah. Uh yeah. I know there's there's a there's a there's a I have a guilty pleasure in um anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> and it's like why why does this transfer of power have to be smooth and seamless and traditional? <laughs>
0: Nothing how, so far has been. How so. about
1: some drama? Yeah. yeah, don't you love those? Uh, you know, like I really love it. It seems like it happens um, over and over and over and over again in during March Madness. You know, <laughs> you, you've got you've got this low seeded team. You know, they're the they're in the bottom, out of you know they're just nowhere, and they're coming up against a you know two or three seed or something like that, and it looks like they might win. You know, just love that anxiety, don't you? You know, it's just like. Yeah. Don't I don't bit. want the game to end. Oh, it's in overtime. Oh, overtime is awesome, you know, like <laughs> well like like exactly. the like the Notre Dame Clemson game. I mean, two yep. overtimes. Wasn't there a little bit of a letdown once it was finally done? Yes, know, right. Like, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, I mean I don't know. <laughs> We're um, in overtime.
0: Yeah, that's what it's like. Oh boy. <sighs> well. That's all I got.
1: That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Well, another happy podcast. Another one. All right. Thanks oh, for you, kicking it off with the upbeat music. Oh yeah, yeah. Just to have, when when you're feeling uh, sluggish, need a little pick me up. Just jump into that uh, those <laughs> you know those uh, wonderful uh, takes on Paula White. Just <laughs> such such a good beat.
0: That was great. <laughs> that was good
1: all right it was
0: amazing the different types of music that it could work with
1: well i because of the repetition the the hip-hop right. kind of stuff seemed obvious yeah right. and that heavy metal one came in i'm like well, that was that's good a nice take that was good <laughs> somebody really needs to pick up like um oh i don't know move it into jazz or you know Ooh, swing. a scat yeah Oh, yeah. speaking of other types of music, uh, I saw a great meme the other day. It was Vivaldi's Four Seasons. Yeah. Vivaldi's Four Seasons, landscaping. No, my <laughs> word. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. All right. I'm going to stop the recording. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining Cody Stoffer and me, Craig Morton, for this podcast. We simply try to record and upload without much editing. What you get is live conversation with all its ignorance and insight, wisdom and foolishness, sometimes more of one than the other. And occasionally profound things will be said, but entirely by accident. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at the all that's holy blue collar podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So leave a comment and look for upcoming Facebook live podcasts where you can interact with our guests. Also, we can be found on Twitter as at All That's Holy. Our intro and outro music is by At The Speed of Darkness. Support At The Speed of Darkness on Bandcamp and buy his music there, as well as follow him on Instagram at At The Speed of Darkness.